Good morning, everybody. I'm Eureka John, and you're at Eureka Street Crypto, broadcasting from Leander, Texas. It is six on the dot, six in the morning on the dot. It is June 23rd, 2022, on a Thursday, and um, it's episode number 467. So, yeah, man, it's um, moving on up in the numbers all the way. Um, I'll be at 500 soon. Uh, so who wants to be on my episode 500? Um, so who knows how long I'll be doing this right now? I'm unemployed, just doing this every single day. Um, and, uh, yeah, I got a few job interviews. Um, but, um, I don't know. I, I don't want, I want to not just take any old job that comes along. I want to find something, um, that really aligns, uh, with, uh, you know, with this, really, you know, um, all my audio visual learning, my interest in the Web3 space and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, you know, we only have one life to live. Uh, don't spend it doing something you totally hate. Although you can take some things that you don't really like and, uh, you know, find things, ways to make it, you know, uh, work with, with what you're passionate about. So, you know, there's that too. I mean, it just depends on which way you look at things. There's always multiple ways to look at a certain, um, issue or point of view. So anyway, this is my video blog, my morning brain dump, my message in a bottle to the rest of the web three community and anybody else who's interested in the content and my sandbox to play with different ways of presenting information, audio visual type of stuff. Um, so yeah, that's what it is. And I've been doing it for since October 24, 2020. Anyway, so let's uh, move on. Um, I am in it for the innovation and for the constant change. However, I will quickly look at the price of Bitcoin to see where we are. Um, we are in Ethereum as well. We are at twenty thousand dollars and six hundred and nine. It's twenty thousand six ninety ninety seven. Uh, that was as of about thirty minutes ago. So I'm just refreshing the page, and of course, it's taking forever. And Ethereum is at eleven hundred and ten dollars. And three cents. Okay, so Bitcoin's at twenty thousand seven hundred dollars and twenty-five cents. And uh, of course, we have Tether and and USD stablecoin, Binance, uh, Binance USD, uh, Binance is at two twenty-six sixty-five. Cardano forty-seven cents. XRP uh, thirty-two cents. Uh, the polka dot, the Doge, and die. Hold on, the cat just opened the door, and I don't want to wake up the whole house. Real quick, and. That cat, the cat really wants in and then it decides once it's in um, and I've shut the door that it wants to go back out. And I just, yeah, I think the girls wanted the cat. I did not want a cat. And here we have a cat. So what I do want to talk about is new technology and the innovation and using crypto and blockchain and Web3 cryptography, I might say, blockchain and Web3 as the modus operandi in which we um, improve things in the world. Uh, right now, we're kind of at a weird little crux, you know, where we can go two paths. We can go the path of full dystopia, central bank digital currency, top down, um, and lock us into some kind of closed, uh, permissioned blockchain 
infrastructure system with a central bank digital currency that is airdropped to us once a month based on our social credit score. And um, yeah, that, that's a terrible way to go. Uh, but with every opposing centralizing force, there's also a decentralizing force. And there's a big push and pull that has been happening since the dawn of time uh, between these two forces. And uh, I believe in the in the power and the will of the people to be free and to be autonomous. And um, yeah, and I think that this um, blockchain technology in this digital age can be used to be to help preserve that freedom and autonomy in this digital space instead of all of us being trapped in some kind of metaverse matrix style form of slavery uh, we can actually buy sell and trade and be free and independent in this digital economy so um, just because we're moving into a digital economy doesn't mean that we have to be luddites and uh, go uh, you know live in the woods and you know churn our own butter and all that type of stuff no 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 we can be free in this digital economy as well if done right and it can be it could be cool man you know um who knows maybe the tartarians had it right you know back <laughs> before you know the mud floods destroyed everything in the mid 1800s right you ever heard that theory um so and i love that type of stuff i mean anyway so um let's go over here i was talking yesterday um i go i, I go to the journal dow town halls and uh, i'm a member of the journal dow i guess and um and uh, Keith Axline, um, one of the members of Journal Dow, he uh, is also doing a lot of other projects. Um, he he does uh, Republic. Um, he does uh, what was his other project? Um, man, it, it'll come to the t tip of my head. I'm sorry, Keith, but uh, um, he he's been uh, doing some some lessons on Build Space, and he has pointed me to it as well. And uh, learning, learning to code, you know, and so I've, you know, tried to participate in a couple of these lessons. Um, I, I get distracted really easy, like a golden retriever. I'm like squirrel, you know, and uh, um, so I don't have the attention span to just fully go through them. So I have to pick at them. Oh, man, it's not this is not it. Um, Okay, so Keith pointed me towards buildspace.so, not buildspace.co. That takes you to something completely different. But um, it's it's a cool little community, um, and it's free. Everything on here is free to teach you how to code and how to code dApps and stuff like that. Dapps are decentralized applications. How to create Web three applications, and um, it teaches you how to, you know create your first smart contract on Solidity, ship your own NFT collection. There's another one here called like Build Your Own DAO somewhere in there. Um, there's just all these different type of projects, and you know you can do them at nights or on weekends, uh, and they're completely guided. And they have you, know, you can go to their Discord, and they have little Discord channels for each of these projects that you can ask questions in, and they're like really quick about getting back to you. So thanks, Keith, for for showing me that. Uh, but anyway, back to this. I'm assuming this is where he may have got some of these coding skills. Um, uh, here's the one. Build your own DAO with just JavaScript. That's cool, too. Um, so <clears throat> anyway, that's buildspace.so. But yeah, he's developed himself some pretty good um, Solidity skills and Web3 building skills. So more power to him. But he has built up a um, an interface um, to be able to, uh, well, uh, this is a form. Let me go to the correct web page here. He has built himself up an interface to be able to make proposals and vote for Jerno Dow. And um, 
you know, uh, Eric and Keith, Eric Mack is also one of the founders of Journo Dow, and they've, you know, been putting their heads together and trying to figure out the best way to go about a lot of this stuff. And, um, um, I just want to show you what it does because that's the way I learn. I like to see like how things are working, what I'm working with before I sit here and talk about like, um, you know, uh, theory on paper. Um, so a lot of people, they, they can read something on paper and then they can, you know, um, envision it in their head. Um, I can do that sometimes, but not all the time. I have to like sometimes just see what it is we're talking about first and then, you know, then start to, to pick it apart and be like, okay, what is this? Okay, so um, this this <laughs> website says Republic Voting. So you create your profile. I've created mine. You know, Eureka John, Eureka Street Creative at Gmail. If you ever want to ask me a question or send me something, that's Eureka Street Creative at Gmail, as long as it's not like a dick pic or something like that, um, or, a, you know, a hate mail. <laughs> um, send, then here's a list of proposals. Um, you know, there's just a couple test proposals to see if everything works. Um, there's the members here and then, um, there's some claims and I have some tokens ready to claim. So they'll do periodic, I guess, airdrops of, of tokens ready to claim, but these tokens are not tradable. They're soul bound tokens. And I hate to use that word soul bound so much because it's become such a buzzword since Vitalik Buterin has already, you know, like, you know, created a bunch of tizzy about it, but, uh, delegate tokens to claim them. So You've seen a lot of projects lately um, use delegation. Like ENS was the first project that I saw use delegation. What delegation is, is uh, the problem is a lot of people in DAOs don't vote. You know, like get our airdrops. We, you know, instantly sell our tokens or we might hold on to our tokens for a little bit. But uh, or we're just in DAOs and we hang out and we like to go chat and go to the town halls and meetings. But when it comes to proposal, proposal time, we don't really vote on anything. Like it was like 10% is the average you know, like voting participation rate in DAOs. I don't know. I saw that number somewhere. So that's it. By God, you know, <laughs> not really. Okay. Don't, don't take me anything I say for actual, you know, qualified opinion here. All right. So anyway, in order to claim your tokens, you must decide who can use them to vote in your absence. Many of us won't pay attention to governance on a daily basis. So this ensures that your preferences are represented in every vote, whether you actively participate or not. Did one of your delegates vote in a way that you didn't like? You can change your delegations at any time. So that's really cool, man. Um, you know, it's like, um, so what ENS has done is you can delegate, you can hold your tokens or, or you can delegate to somebody else. And it's really weird because what it has done is kind of created this like politicization of the Twitter space. Like people suddenly popping up out of the woodwork. Hey, vote for me. I'll be a good delegate on ENS. Or uh, Optimism recently just had a, a uh, an airdrop. And in, even in order to claim those tokens, just like this, you know, you have to delegate your tokens to somebody and they give you this big, long list of people who are delegates who have signed up to be delegates, you know, um, and anybody could sign up to be a delegate. Uh, and so you could delegate your tokens. And if in your absence, if you don't vote, your tokens like your tokens don't transfer from your wallet. The representation of the amount of your tokens go towards that person and they make the decision on your behalf. 
All right. So you got to pick somebody you trust. And then the hop protocol, they also have been using in order to claim those tokens. I had to delegate them to somebody on the list. And I believe unlock protocol because uh, there was somebody in the, in the town hall yesterday from unlock protocol. And, um, you know, uh, she also said that you have to claim your tokens in or you have to delegate your tokens in order to claim them, which is cool, you know. But sometimes there's like that whole list of people of the delegates. You don't know who that hell they are man you know i might recognize a couple names from twitter but i don't know what they're good at you know like i don't know what their skills are so what what keith has done um he's broken these things down into categories so if you'll see here you see software development tokenomics operations biz dev marketing governance journalism and research and so um in order to claim the tokens i have to delegate them well let's just say right now i will just delegate you know do just do 25%. So let's see. Let me edit this. 25. And uh, I'll, Eric Mack, I will give him 25. And well, see, I'm not giving them my tokens. I want to make that clear. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm delegating the power of those tokens. And it, all this has to equal 100%. So you have to delegate all your tokens out. And um, so there's a hundred percent of the tokens. Oh, uh, well, it's got to be two hundred. Ah, fooey. All right, so <laughs> let me let me edit this. Uh, so I have two hundred. I've only del delegated a hundred out of my tokens. So let me just do fifty to everybody. So this is kind of an even delegation. Sorry, you can't delegate more than the claimable amount. All right. Okay. Ah, um, wait. So. Okay, so it seems like um, there's something going on here in the code with um, the the addition function, and uh, it's saying that um, basically whenever I equal to 200, that uh, it says, well, it pops up in the screen at the top. You can't see it here. Sorry, you can't delegate more than your claimable amount. Well, I'm, I'm delegating 200, and it does not adding up. So this kind of shows you that the crypto space right now, and it's the Web3 space right now, is highly experimental. And as you've seen with with all the exploits and the hacks, and you know, and, and the terror crash and everything like that, we are in brand new territory and uh you know you have a lot of people screaming that crypto is a scam and all this stuff no it's not crypto right now is is ever changing and ever evolving web threes when i say crypto i mean web three you know is ever changing ever evolving and we're trying to figure out new ways to do things and that's what i love about it because every single day something changes you know and you don't know what's going to happen and we're all figuring this out together you know and that's the beauty of it you know we're all trying to venture out you know into to see the edge of this flat earth right <laughs> you know and then only to discover that we'll end up you know in the caribbean when we think we're in india you know so just so, i don't know that that's where we are right now in in this in this web3 blockchain space so pardon this uh, you know this little bug right here and i'm going to report this bug on gitlab and uh you know we'll all take a look at it together because it just takes a community to figure these things out but uh, in the meantime um, part of this the theory of this as well <clears throat> is you get to pick each topic of which to vote so who you're going to delegate on so you can assign um, different people 
right here. Uh, so let's say Caxline, Keith. Yeah, I think he's good at uh, at at, um, at software development. So um, I will give him. Uh, let's see. Let's just say you know I will give him fifty percent of my delegation. Okay, and then Eric. The guy's a journalist, man. It's what he does for a living. So I will um, assign my any journalism topics to Eric. And let me go ahead and change this <coughs> to 50. So software development, he has 50. Eric has 50 for journalism. Uh, um, let's give him research. All right. And... And then C Street, um, we'll do uh, operations. Sure, why not? Okay. Well, yeah. Th there's, like I said, that same bug is coming back. So you know, this this gives us a specific topic to look at. <clears throat> but um, like you like you saw, you know, you can assign different delegates different categories, and that is something completely different than I have seen with any of these other delegation type of platforms on Optimism, on Hot Protocol, on ENS, on Unlock Protocol. Uh, they've all just given you a list of delegates and you don't know what they're good at, you know? Uh, and then I've seen on on Twitter, the politicization of a lot of people popping up saying, hey, let me be your delegate, you know? Uh, well, maybe it could give some people a chance to demonstrate their talents. Um, and then also what would be kind of a concern though, I would think would be like, okay, what if suddenly somebody decides to implement these gates you know of, of well you can't be um, a a, <clears throat> a top tokenomics delegate unless you meet this and this and this certain education and qualification and then it creates like some kind of systemic gates to discriminate against people um, <clears throat> so you would have to make sure that no gates like that form because you know um, what if somebody I'm not good at tokenomics but what if you know it could but what if somebody says hey I've seen John you know talk about tokenomics and he really knows what he's talking about even know that he you know does something else I've I've seen his 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 strong interest in tokenomics, so I'm going to delegate my votes, my tokenomics votes to him. Now I'm not good at tokenomics, but you know, but I mean, it, the whole point is is it lets you decide if you think that somebody's good at something, and if that their vote on that topic would be worth something. Uh, there's a little quote I've been reading a lot lately, and uh, you know, I got this book, The Richest Man in Babylon. It's like some kind of classic financial book, and uh, and I got a whole new sl slew of other books as well. I'll talk about them at some other point. But it says here, um, a 12th month after Algamish had gone, he again returned and said to me, son, you have paid yourself not less than one-tenth of all you've earned for the past year. And he says, I answered proudly, yes, master, I have. That is good. He answered, beaming upon me. And what have you done with it? He goes, I've given it to Asmer, the brickmaker, who told me he was traveling over the far seas and in Tyr, and he would buy for me rare jewels of the Phoenicians. When he returns, he shall set these at high prices and divide the earnings. And then Algamish, <clears throat> he growled and uh, he said, every fool must learn. Why would you trust the knowledge of a brickmaker about jewels? Would you go to the bread maker to inquire about the stars? No, by my tunic, you would go to the astrologer. Your savings are your savings are gone, youth. You've jerked up your wealth tree by the roots and plant another. Try again. And next time, if you would have advice about jewels, go to the jewel merchant. If you would know the truth about sheep, go to the herdsman. Advice is one thing that is freely given away. 
But watch, you take only what it's worth having. He who takes advice about his savings from one who is inexperienced in such matters shall pay for shall pay with his savings for proving the falsity of their opinion. Saying this, he went away. So what he was just trying to say is, you know, yeah, you wouldn't trust a brickmaker to to find like the best jewels over in Phoenicia. Uh, basically, he came back with glass, and they were worth nothing instead of the actual jewels. Um, so. For my software development vote, um, yeah, I wouldn't trust me to be delegated in this. Um, I would trust Keith as the delegate and and all the topics uh, and proposals regarding software development. So his vote would go to that and I would delegate my voting power to that. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so that's basically how it works. So let me go back to his paper. And so now that I've shown you like, um, you know, the the um, the actual application now we can go back to the paper and we can kind of understand what's going on here so let me do a quick little read so uh, we're going to fix DAO governance because we have to DAO voting as it exists today is mostly broken if it doesn't lead to explicit exploits it's still mostly theater where votes are called on the same topic until founders or whales get what they want and that's a problem you know and we see that happen especially with token weighting voting token weighted voting especially with token-weighted voting. Sorry, I don't know why that was, was so hard to say. Um, because a lot of the whales, and whales are people with a large amount of tokens that will um, influence and, and, and alter the market. So whenever you have whales suddenly buying or selling up certain tokens, they can influence the price on the market, just like a whale sitting in a large uh, sea world <laughs> tank the, the the water level raises or lowers depending on what the activity of the whales are uh, so anyway um, the republic vision has always been to create an open user-owned user-controlled platform which sounds nice but has one giant problem to overcome in an open member-owned organization how are decisions made um, yeah yeah um, you want to keep things as open as possible but then people happen <laughs> so this is a foundational problem with human coordination and this is something i constantly harp on about moloch too you know um moloch is human coordination failure you know it's like whenever the fire alarm goes off and there's somebody else fire in a very very crowded room with only one exit and people trample all over each other that is moloch happening right there that's total human coordination failure um it turns out we still it can it happens because of fear you know fear is the driving force behind moloch and uh um, yeah, you know, so uh, it turns out we still don't have very good systems for accurately expressing the will of large groups of people. You you likely don't feel like you have much agency in most of the systems you're part of. And that's the problem nowadays with our voting system in our own country is, I mean, I'm guilty of it. I've been completely apathetic, you know, and a lot of people have been, at least with all this stuff going on in Canada, with the truckers stuff, with all this uh, you know stuff going on with, uh, with the current political environment that a lot of people are starting to become, for better or worse, uh, whether or not it's, it's voting the way you want it to vote to, at least a lot of people now are getting off their butts and starting to vote and starting to become involved and aware of the current political process of things that are happening. Um, so, um, so a lot of people are becoming less and less apathetic. Um, so, But we have to start with what we have. So Republic was initially planned as a co-op, then we moved to a DAO structure as it seemed a better fit for the goal. 
A DAO still makes the most sense in my opinion, but it doesn't in itself solve the decision-making issue. This is Keith, the author, saying this. So DAO voting as it exists today is mostly broken. If it doesn't lead to explicit exploits, it's mostly it's still mostly theater. Yeah, and I see a lot of theater in, in DAOs. You know, like a lot of people will talk in their meetings and they will, you know, you know, hash things out in the town halls and the in the the guild meetings and stuff like that. Then they have to throw the vote up there when they've already made their decision, right? So a lot of it can be theater. So DAO voting as exists today is mostly broken. If it doesn't lead to explicit exploits, it's still mostly theater where votes are called on the same topic until founders or whales get the result they want. Perhaps the most damaging governance tokens today are also tradable and speculative. So governance incentives are heavily driven by profit motive rather than mission or vision. And that's true, you know. Um, you would think that uh, I think that it goes. He he says something else about this down there. I'll read it later. Uh, he says in a little apologetic little phrase here, "I am an amateur in the field of governance and voting." Okay, all right, all right. but I've been thinking and researching about governance mechanisms for over fifteen years. Keith, you're not an amateur. <laughs> You've been doing thinking about this stuff for fifteen years. I I haven't been thinking about this stuff for fifteen years for sure. Blockchain and like Bitcoin hasn't been around for 15 years okay so i've tried to find people actually building and using some of the best ideas i've come across and have come up short lots of excellent experiments and prototypes but nothing quite ambitious or elegant enough in my opinion and uh so i've decided and, and he gets a lot of his 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 ideas and stuff from the whole concept of liquid democracy and um if you do if you do a search on Pirate Bay Liquid Democracy, um, you'll come up with several articles on it. Um, I have an article here, uh, but um, yeah, okay, I, I made a few highlights on it. I will bounce over here real quick, then I will bounce back. Uh, German Pirate Party Federal Congress 2012. When a growing amount of decision-making software is currently in use in the political arena, liquid feedback's distinctive feature is the possibility for users to delegate their vote to other users by topic. Rather than assuming that all participants are equally knowledgeable and equally invested in every political issue, liquid feedback lets them decide whom, whom to delegate on specific initiatives. So that's pretty cool, man. So this is not really that new of a topic. Um, it's been going on since about 2012. Um, but relatively new. Um, so such trust, however, is not a blank check as proxies can be revoked at any given moment. Um, another far-reaching property of liquid feedback is the platform does not allow for the use of secret ballots. So everything's open and, and out there, which is can be kind of scary in the voting space, you know, so everybody can see how you voted. So that's where the whole idea of voting on the blockchain, but using things like zero-knowledge proofs to sit there and uh, show that somebody has voted but not necessarily what they voted for. So you can keep tabs on your congressperson, your representatives, you know, uh, uh, your senators, um, and sh and make sure that they're not being lazy and skipping the voting sessions, but you don't have to necessarily see how they voted or whatever. I don't know. but Or just any type of voting institution, you know, like in, even in your company or whatever, or in your DAO, you can see, make sure that people are voting and participating, and you can give people some cred for being highly participatory, but you don't necessarily have to see how they vote. Um, so yeah, he says uh, the, the article, not he, uh, the, the public nature of voting, however, comes at a cost because in modern democracies, the privacy and anonymity of voting are considered essential to protect individual autonomy and freedom of choice. Liquid feedback is not suitable for consultations where secret voting is desired or required. Anyway, back to Keith's article. 
Um, uh, so he's decided to build an open source voting app under the Republic name and ecosystem. He's piloting the concept with Journo DAO, which I just showed you earlier. Factland DAO, that's the other project that he's part of. I need to look into Factland and Republic itself. Many others have expressed interest as well as it becomes more polished and accessible. Uh, there's a few key concepts to understand for the app, which are best introduced by what problems they solve. So one is low member participation. Remember I threw out that 10% of actual DAO members vote for some things? Uh, how can we say that a vote reflects the will of people if not everyone participated? I would argue we can't. Republic's solution to this is 100% delegation. So in order to claim those fancy little tokens that you get, you have to delegate out 100% of your tokens. And I know that function was not necessarily working the best. Uh, and those, like I said, these are some of the bugs that we've got to work out in the code. But at this point, at least something is down on paper, right? And, and being put into practice. And we can figure out the bugs as we go along. But from this going from just theory to actual something that is 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 of substance, that's a huge step because people can write white papers all day long. And until somebody actually starts to code something together, nothing happens a lot of times. So kudos to, to Keith for actually starting to put this into code. Um, your voting tokens are not given to you unless you've delegated their balance entirely. If you take no other actions for the rest of the time, your will is expressed in this initial delegation. I also believe that allowing people to change their delegations easily will give them an increased sense that their actions matter because they do. And this feeling will increase participation across the board. And then uh, here's another topic. So there's low member participation. There's pay to play. The idea that making governance tokens tradable was that people with a financial stake in the tokens would vote in ways that would increase their value, which would inherently align with the organization's mission. All right, that's the initial idea behind you know the whole tradable governance token. And uh, this is not played out as intended. And as you've seen with airdrops and everything like that, you know people sell off their governance tokens. Uh, once govern they they think that once an organization grows, that governance token is going to suddenly become more valuable. Uh, we've seen that that's not always the case. Once governance becomes a speculative asset, it gets sucked into way more powerful games than what's best for the organization or its initial mission. Everyone's time and energy is pulled by the force of the token's price, no matter how noble or pure each individual may be. Alignment with the organization's mission is almost accidental. Um, so yeah, good point there. And then a Republic solution to this is non-transferable soulbound tokens. Now don't let the buzzword soul down, soulbound you know, uh, get you. Um, soulbound just means like you can't transfer them out. You know? And there's been a lot of you know, theory and hype and everything about these soulbound tokens. You know, what if some kind of you know huge governmental force would tax some kind of negative soulbound token on you? What if somebody puts a dick pick soulbound token on you that you can't burn? I guess you have to make sure you can, at least the receiver of the token can burn them. Um, so you can never trade away your tokens so no one can buy them or speculate on them. Get ready for this to be a big trend in the next coming months and years. We didn't invent this concept, but we're hoping to be among the first to demonstrate its profound utility. And then uh, the third point, so we have low member participation, pay to play, charisma over experience. The leaders that emerge in org orgs tend to be more extroverted, likable people. Old models empower these people to have more decision power, even though charisma is often uncorrelated with competence. And I can definitely attest to that. Uh, sometimes I can be kind of a funny guy, you know, in, in a crowd of people. Um, I have been known to be the life of the party sometimes, uh, but that does not mean I should be your leader. <laughs> That does not mean I should be making decisions for you. You know, just because, uh, you know, Robin Williams is funny does not mean that 
he should be, you know, president of the United States. So, so or Theodore Roosevelt at the night of the museum, you know, <laughs> like he's Robin Williams. He's not Theodore Roosevelt. Um, he's just a wax figure in that movie. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> so yeah, that does not mean that I am competent to be a leader of any organization. And, uh, you know, so just because I might make somebody laugh sometimes. Uh, so Republic solution is delegation by subject matter. Proposals that members vote on are categorized by subject matter. And so our members, so are members delegations. So I can give my voting power to Bob or Keith on software development if we're voting on a marketing proposal. And I can give my voting power to Eric on journalism if we're voting on a proposal that pertains to journalism, right? And I, I totally chopped up that sentence. Uh, so anyway, this is more reflective of real life where the person you consult on a problem has to do with the nature of the problem itself. Just like in this book, that you don't you don't give the brickmaker a bunch of money to go to Phoenicia to buy a bunch of jewels because you'll he'll probably end up coming back with worthless glass. All right. So uh, this is more reflective of the uh, real life where the person you consult on a problem has to do with the nature of the problem, it's, problem itself. I trust one friend to make the best recommendations about restaurants and a different friend to tell me about what movies I should watch. This delegation problem has the potential to solve the following problem as well. And now the next problem, everyone's input on every decision. So the DAOs have these problems, the, pay, the, the low member participation, the pay to play, the charisma over experience, and everyone's input on every decision. One of the selling points for DAOs is they are more nimble and can adapt more quickly to changing circumstances than traditional organizations. So they say. From my actual experience and participation in DAOs, this is not the case. Uh, like a lot of times people, there's so many cooks in the kitchens, man. You know, like everybody wants to have their say and then they have meetings on it and then they talk about the proposals and then they, you know, they talk about voting on it, but then something changes in the interim and then somebody's not happy and like, ah, it just turns into a big mess. And so this is not the case with mature DAOs that try to put important decisions up for discussion and vote. Votes take a long time to close and are hindered by the cacophony of the DAO's many voices. And this is so true and it's so tiring. And I'm I'm like a, like, let's get it done. I don't care if there's flaws, like let's just put it out there and we'll fix it as we go along. Uh, but a lot of people aren't like that and understandably so. And I mean, I, I get like not everybody does approaches things the way that I do, that I do. And that's good because then it kind of tempers, tampers my, my uh, you know, just like drive to just push things out there that aren't ready a lot of times. Um, so, you know, I, I appreciate those people that try to strive for, for, for perfection. But there is a middle ground. There's like an 85% good enough version Minimum viable product, MVP, that's what that stands for, not most valuable player in baseball. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's MVP, minimum viable product, about 85% good. You know, and if you try to achieve perfection, 100% or 99%, it'll never get done. So um, you, you're looking for something that meets spec not something that is at perfection. So Republic's delegation system allows small working groups to form that have autonomy in their area of ex expertise. If everyone delegates their votes for software development to the Dallas four software developers, for example, those four people can reach a quorum on their own proposals without consulting the rest of the DAO. And that's cool. These delegations can be removed at any time by the rest of the DAO, which should help keep these autonomous working groups from going rogue. There are ways this can go wrong, obviously, but we're confident that iterating on this path will yield to a better framework than what we currently have. So when app, um, well, as you saw, this the first iteration of this app is right here. 
Um, obviously, there's some some things that need to be fixed. So yeah, you know they're 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 starting to test these concepts, and right here, this is the test. So um, uh, they're going to test these concepts with the first few DAOs and expand to larger DAOs in the coming weeks. Optimistically, we could have a public beta by the end of the summer, conservatively by the end of the year. So contact, um, uh, go to at Republic DAO on Twitter or um, email them at voting at Republic re-public.io. Uh, talk to Keith Axline, Caxline, at Caxline. So it's at K-A-X-L-I-N-E on Twitter. Uh, and uh, yeah, he'll 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 um, be happy, more than happy, to talk to you about this stuff and to collaborate and to you know to figure out good ways. He'll probably add you to his GitLab to uh, try to figure out some of these bugs and some of these things going on because you know we're all trying to build all this Web three space together and it's really exciting, honestly. So anyway, that being said, um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, call this episode uh quits and um we'll talk to you tomorrow i have lots and 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 lots of stuff to talk about all the time um i've been researching knowledge graphs i've been researching what substrates are and in the in in parity and in polka dot ecosystem and all that stuff so man i'm just like overloaded with topics all i guess that's amazing that's amazing all right man uh well that being said i will talk to you guys tomorrow Thank you for making it to the end of this program. If you actually like this content, give a thumbs up. And if you want to hear more, just hit the subscribe button. I'm available on YouTube, Odyssey, and BitChute, and on all the major podcasting platforms in audio version. Spotify specifically. If you would like to follow and leave a review, that would help a lot. I am also available on Twitter at EurekaJohn1. That's E-U-R-E-K-A John, J-O-H-N, and the number one. My DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. Thanks again.